nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. I need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound, fully employed boozer. A story with no plot, a puppy without tag. A magician yeah, with no tricks, pulling yeah, yeah. the plot out of like his hat. It's whispering memories like stuck that. in the wrong genre. With you will, yeah, yeah, full transparency. That's um, I guess that's like what musicians and stuff do too. Um, like they need like the like the airspace, like the cheers, like the actual sound of um, everything going around. Yeah, I definitely do, so I can hear my voice. I know nobody likes to hear their voice, but I fucking like at least hear what it might sound like. Yeah, I hate. This. This yeah, I was about to say, and then um, just on the side where the blue light is, yeah, that's gonna get like the best sound. So you can, oh, okay, okay, you can move around or you can move the arms. They're really flexible. Um, however, whatever is most comfortable for you. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I've learned a lot just by doing this, but like I don't, I don't know. I I still would like to know why people need like the full soundboard, like why they need, like every podcast that i watch or see like the actual like microphone attachment yeah these are just usb c's so i don't know what makes that so much better like this is a relatively simple setup and i don't know what other people are doing to like have that you know what i mean have you ever been in like a recording studio like in an actual studio i with a sound engineer or mixing engineer not in like a sound studio but i've been on like someone's like professional podcast i say like professional is you know, it's guy's apartment, but professional setups. Yeah. Like yeah. got multi, like I was going to say multi millions, multi like thousands, I guess, fucking sets of equipment. And I'm I like, mean, this stuff is not cheap either. Like, no, it is not. Are not cheap. No, uh, like yeah, this, no. this setup, um, excluding the laptop, like this is probably all like 400, 500 bucks. And this is like a cheaper end of like stuff, but yeah. not like, like you said, it's not like cheap no, it's cool. in regard. I like it. But yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah. Mics are not inexpensive yeah i had all of my stuff stolen outside of vegas or not outside like in vegas uh at bally's like the parking lot oh geez yeah like one of my co-workers left his car unlocked and all of our shit was gone when we got back it was like fuck that was such a like sad time period i was like i'm gonna have to recover all of this shit it's not cheap but yeah that's a bummer what do you uh what is it that you do i feel like i've asked you this before and yeah. but like i've always been drinking but like Probably drunk same. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i'm a loan officer so i just like assist people who are buying homes you know or mm. refinancing but i just you know you go with a realtor to find the house and you come to me to kind of know how much home you can afford and what that mortgage payment looks like and you know all that so in finance but specifically mortgages so it's not a it's not sexy it's it's fun it sometimes it has um, to be done has to be done so it's cool i like it i've been doing it for seven ish years but it's a job yeah, it's, uh, not the end all be all. You know, yeah. I think I'll do it forever, but it's great for right now. How it's did good. you like get into that? Um, I studied business in school, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. A friend of mine actually kind of referred me into this industry, mm -hmm. and I met my now boss, and he's just been like a great mentor, and I've learned a lot from him. Um, you know, I did like back end stuff, so. This is really boring, but like, like order out. So like I would order like homeowner's insurance. I would order like verifications of employment, stuff that's really, really boring. And then I moved into the sales side, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, basically getting referral partners um, and meeting with clients and, and getting them approved. So, you know, it's, it's fun. It's changing. You know, it's very cyclical when the market's good, business is really, really good and quick yeah. and fast. And 
right now we're in a little bit of a slower period so you know it's a little different but gotta weather the storm and you know things will be okay so do you have to like plan everything accordingly too like do you have to like make sure that you're saving as much as possible as well like i feel um, like that wouldn't be good for me because like when the yeah. feast is happening like i'd be like let's go yeah like, i'm I mean, never it's, gonna make less it's a learning curve right yeah. again like when when business is good you think it's never gonna go away and yeah. when it's bad you're like i'm never gonna have it again mm-hmm. so yeah i mean you have to budget a little bit i'm not the best at that um i'm really not but but yeah you have to budget i have to plan 30 45 60 days in advance basically at all times to make sure that i'm good and gonna be good yeah but it's good i mean it's challenging and it's not the same thing every day which is great i would go freaking crazy i think if i had to do that every single day the same thing over and over again so yeah so that's good um it's good for my mental for sure yeah Um, and it's not i think there's a difference from like high stress and high pressure yeah it's definitely high stress but it's not I mean, excuse me, it's high pressure, but not stress. You know, I think pressure is That's a good, good thing. Yeah. Um, stress is definitely not a good thing. You know, p- pressure is makes diamonds. It's, you know, cliche, what would, but it's true. Yeah. What, uh, what would you, like, differentiate the difference? Because, like, when I, like, hear that, when I, like, think of, like, high stress, I would assume that, like, that stuff that comes home with you, whereas, like, high pressure is, like, high importance, but you can still leave work at the office. Yeah, so... I mean, my position, I'm, I even before COVID, I'm fully remote. I can work from basically wherever, which nice. is really nice. So, yeah. like, EJ and I went to Puerto Rico in October of 21, 2021. Mm-hmm. And I had to do some stuff for work. But as long as I was on top of it, like, I knew tomorrow we could stay all day at the beach. You know, I didn't yeah. have to do anything. Um, so, it's just making sure that I am organized and planned out so that way I can have the best of both worlds. Right? I set my own schedule. Um, as long as I'm getting things done, I don't have, I'm not micromanaged by anybody. Um, so that's a good thing, um, yeah. but it can be stressful if I'm not taking care of business and I let things yeah. stack up and then, you know, I have to play catch up and that is stressful, but I do a pretty good job of, excuse me, staying organized and on top of stuff. So I, I feel like I don't do that enough. Like, I feel like I, I, I always think like I want like that work from home or like I can just do like be my own boss sort of thing. And I don't know how well I can manage in that because I feel like I would take like full weeks off yeah. and then have to cram like f- like a hundred percent in one week. Like I don't know that I'd have that discipline to do that. You yeah, know what it's, I mean? b- it's balance. I mean, it's it's just balance. You you figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. luckily I have the option. I can go to an office, um, have a little bit more like structure and like synergy and people around me, or I can be, or I can never go to the office. I can go once a month for our like sales meeting and not be in trouble yeah. um so it's just balance it's what you prefer um and the temp space that we have right now for office i don't like so i just don't go to it but yeah i don't mind working from i can work from a coffee shop i can work from an airport as long as i'm getting things done and then you know plan face-to-face meetings obviously when i'm in town you know yeah. make sure that i'm doing enough of those to to stay in front of people so. Do you have a space that like works better for you or a space that you like I work from my island. I do. I live in like, I've I've lived in my house like a little over a year, but I literally sit in one area to do like everything work wise, even meals most of the time. Like, yeah, I just like exist in this space. So it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't need like perfect, like quiet, or I don't need like a ton of stuff going on in the background, but I kind of have to mix it up every once in a while. You know, it gets Monday and I get bored. I have to go to Saw Miller, I have to go to Little Bear Coffee. I'd have to do something outside of my 
home or else yeah I'll, I'll go crazy do you have times where like it's super down and then all of a sudden like you start cleaning the whole house like the house has never been cleaner but you haven't been productive for work like at all oh uh, oh yeah yeah really too often <laughs> yeah or i'll take like a two-hour lunch and watch three episodes of entourage when i should have been doing other things or, yeah you know sports centers on in the background pretty much all the time mm-hmm. but right now golf is on in the background like on thursdays and fridays so it's easy to uh get distracted but, get wrapped up in yeah. that yeah but again it's just balance and yeah, yeah but yeah it's absolutely easy to get and then march madness is coming up and Ooh. that first weekend i do zero work i i could assure you of that like i know when i was in college that was like th- those days i knew i wasn't doing anything yeah. like if i had a lab that was like the only time i showed up and i would have like my phone just like yeah. propped up yeah and like i i think even my senior year like i emailed some teachers like yo I'm not coming in. Like, it's not going to happen. There was one class, like, I had to show up to. I had my personal laptop. I had the school computer. And I had my phone all playing separate games. And I I was paying attention. I was. Like, I was paying attention, you know, just interacting when I needed to, taking some notes, looked down at the scores or whatever. And then the guy behind me was just staring. I didn't know that he was just staring at, like, all of my, like, setup. setup. Yeah. Yeah. And the teacher was like, are you playing the games? I was like, how did you know that? Like, I was like, I'm not really. She was like, it's the guy behind you. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's such a it's such a ridiculous like time period because that those are the most fun. Like oh, yeah. during that time period. Yeah. Like that e- Thursday, Friday. EJ, Ray, Alex and I uh, were going to Vegas in two weeks from Mountain West. I'll be but, there. You know, Ray and I always talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ray and I always talk about going for the first for the first weekend mm-hmm. which would be insane um, yeah i think i would lose way too much money uh, yeah but it would be so much fun yeah i those like four days are just so unproductive i just stare at the screen and gamble and watch yeah. basketball and just like long. rip your hair out because you know like you lost money on fucking yeah. some couple 19 year olds <laughs> yeah <laughs> on kids yeah. yeah yeah the uh last year i was with ray and ej at circa and I, I will say, I thought it was, like, going to be kind of lame being there during, like, the conference championships. It's a blast, yeah. It was so much fun because yeah. there was way more games going on than would have been, yeah, like, if we were there a week later. Yeah, but there's so many tournaments in Vegas. There's Pac-12, yeah. the WAC, which, whatever. RIP. West Coast Conference, which I think is the weekend before, and then the Mountain West. So there's a bunch of games going on. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. And the it, weather will be hopefully nice. I hope hot. so. Fingers crossed. I want to go back to Circa. Cause like, same, same. It seems like that's the best bang for your buck because other places are like, okay, up front, you got to pay for the cabana. Yeah. And then there's the ticket behind it. Yeah, and then, and, you know, the minimum spend or whatever. Yeah. That's the perfect setup. Like, I how agree. everyone doesn't do that is beyond me. Because that, like, I think if you pay for the cabana up front, it's like, I'm not going to spend as much money on food or drinks. It's like... Now that I've spent this much money on food and drinks, I'm far more likely to tip heavier to, like, the server that's been there all day and stuff. Like, yeah. Circa is so much fucking fun. Yeah, I haven't been yet, and I'm, so I'm pumped. I didn't get to go last year because I had just had surgery. So oh, that's I, right. So I couldn't go. I was bombed. Like, literally yeah. two weeks before they were going, I got hurt and then had surgery the week before. And I was like, you know what? I'll tough it out. I'll get a scooter and yeah. crash around. But hell no. Yeah, there's no way. I would have been miserable. No, crutching around would suck. Scooting would suck. Like I hate that scooter. It's I mean it's better than crutches, but the scooter was a nightmare too. The scooter was bad? Like yeah, but it was better than crutches. Oh, for sure. It's way okay. better than crutches, but it's still a fucking nightmare. It's heavy. Um gotcha. it's hard to like get around turns. I would yeah. fall on it all the time. Jesus. We I went on a trip and you like gate check it. So I ride it all the way down to the plane. They take it 
and then bring it back. And, you know, they, they just throw shit, you know, your yeah. luggage. I got it back, and to go straight, I would have to, like, turn the handle all the way to the right or all the way to the left to go straight. Oh, so it was just a liability and a nightmare. Yeah. And then, you know, people in Vegas are very concerned of other people's space. Oh, so, yeah. like, that would have been super fucking fun. I would have, yeah, I would have been a mess because I would have wanted to have fun, and I just wouldn't been able to you've just yeah. been tied to like a t- yeah. you're like if we're getting to a table like i'm staying here for an hour <laughs> like i'm not leaving this table until i either yeah. lose everything or like an hour hits Oof. Yeah. yeah yeah what's like your game in vegas like what um, is like your kryptonite i like to sports bet i feel mm-hmm. like that's I, I have the best odds probably with knowledge a little bit about you know like college basketball mm-hmm. but blackjack i like blackjack yeah um yeah, probably blackjack, and especially like if you get like a few of your friends on the same table, like mm-hmm. it's, we we're either all winning together yep. or we're all losing. So that feeling when like four of you are like doing so well, fun. and then like, but then if there's like one person at the end of the table that's just like they they yeah. can't hack it, you're just yeah. like fuck, dude, that sucks. Yeah, we were in Puerto Rico. Alex, Jesus. my brother, who's been on, and Ray, mm-hmm. um, they were seventeen, I, I believe, maybe mm-hmm. even younger. And in Puerto Rico, you have to be eighteen mm-hmm. to gamble and drink. And we walked into the casino, and they just sat down pretty much like they owned it. Yeah. And my papa and my uncle were sitting at the table, so all of us were playing blackjack. That was mm-hmm. so fun. I bet. I don't even know if we won anything or lost, but it was yeah. just like like they thought they were kings. Like they were ordering like Crown and Coke or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever my uncle was drinking, they were ordering. They yeah, thought yeah. they were kings. It was just – it was a blast. Yeah, it was so fun. That it, There is something about like that shared experience. Like, oh, yeah. I remember being at your house right after surgery. It was, I think it was probably that first weekend of like the game. Or actually, no. Oh, we had, no, we had a Final Four party. Final Four, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And it was North Carolina Duke. So fun. And I think like the vast majority of us, I think, had the under. And like that shared experience is <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to say like losing is fun, but if they're like misery loves company, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that feeling is so fun when we're all in this together. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like you don't like you get that in like blackjack, like you said, you might get that in like roulette or whatever, but like you don't get that like you would betting on a game. Yeah. Everyone yeah. being on the same side is so much fucking fun. Yeah, it is. What do you play in Vegas or do you not gamble? I tried. Well, I gamble. Um, <laughs> I like, so the first night I got there, I played like craps for like the first time. Yeah, I don't know how to play that. And that was fucking stupid because like the bets were like $25 mins. Oof. So like within like a three minute setting, like I lost like three fifty, and that. I was all, whoa. I was like, this is, this is not in the budget. Like this, this like time like amount of money i'm losing like at this time is not good like yeah. this is so bad um it's supposed I, to have the best odds i just don't know how to play and yeah I, i'm not patient enough either to like someone's like just come watch i'll, I'll teach you and yeah. then like four spins going i'm like i still have no idea yeah. what's going on no idea what's happening yeah. so like craps was rough um and i was also just like betting like the over under on dice which was like oh the, like it seems like the most degenerate shit of all time <laughs> like i'm just yeah. betting like coin flips each time yeah the I used to love roulette. Like I thought roulette was fun, but like again, roulette is like roulette is the worst odds of the casino. Is it? Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, it's fifty fifty if you bet red or black. It's like, but it's not because you have green. Yeah. And then in like Vegas, a lot of the tables, um, they actually have zero, double zero, and triple zero. Oh, lovely. So it's like it really decreases your odds. So yeah. like that's not fun. Um, so like I've been playing blackjack a lot lately, and I just like I feel like it's a much more fair shakeup. I think so too, especially if there's a few people on the table that like 
even if you don't know how to play that well, yeah, there's probably somebody that will help a little bit. You could be like, yes. should I hit this? Should I double? Should I stay? You know? Yeah. Unless there's an asshole and they're like, you know, whatever. Or get yeah. mad at you when you do the wrong thing instead of telling you. I'd much rather someone just be like, yo, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. This or yeah, yeah. Don't, don't hit, you know, hey, hit that. Or like, hey, split it or whatever. Nothing's worse than someone who has like $100 on the table and they're like, bro, play right. You're like... Dude, I'm here with the same amount of money as you. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. What did you bet, like, in the Super Bowl? Who would, who did you so have? We, what side? I actually bet on the Eagles to cover uh, one and a half, which they didn't. Mm-hmm. But then we did, like, squares. A Super Bowl party was at Uncle Ed's house. Um, okay. We did squares, which we did. I think I put, like, six bucks in, so, mm-hmm. so nothing much. And then we did a, like, a prop bet. I think there's 20 questions, and that was really fun. Like, it okay. was um, – over under time on the national anthem in seconds it was heads or tails it was you know how many songs is rihanna going to perform what's the first song that she's going to play you know it was just fun stuff and then there's some football stuff in it but it was just fun for like the whole party to be involved again you know everyone felt that they had a chance Mm -hmm. which i did i think i came in like second to last um yeah it's just fun you know it's it was fun but yeah i bet a hundred on the eagles and they lost but they go over well with alex yeah, <laughs> he was him and uh, and Kira's mom were the only people really rooting for the Chiefs. Everybody else oh, kind of okay. wanted the Eagles. So Alex was he was a roller coaster. You know he wore oh, I bet. his brand new jersey. He bought oh, another dude. like replica ring. Oh my god! Yeah. I I saw the first one. I remember he was like so distraught when he told me about his he like truck stolen, being broken yeah. into. So he bought a new one, and then at halftime, I think, or maybe after the first quarter, I think it was right before halftime. The Chiefs were not looking good. Yeah, down. He 10. went to the the truck and changed out of everything <laughs> at a second second outfit and oh, came back dude. and then you know he was he was good to go he so. was ready to rock and roll at that point yeah that is so funny because i remember when he told me about that he was like so distraught like he was like bro he's like and they stole my ring i was like and everyone has like the same reaction They're like oh the ring you worked so hard for <laughs> yeah. like you fucking dork like you yeah. <laughs> cracks me up with that like 20 dollar ring whatever the whatever. uh what we used to do for like Super Bowl, and I I haven't been to like a a house party for like a Super Bowl in a while. Um, what we used to do was like dollar bets, and so you would like draw out of a hat what would happen. So like it was the next thing that was gonna happen. So it would be like, for example, it'd be like Chiefs punt, Eagles punt, um, Chiefs interception, Eagles interception, like field goal touchdown for each of them. No, that's so, cool. So something had to happen. Right. Um. But whenever that happened, you won the pot. Everyone threw everything back in, and then you oh, wow. bet another dollar. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a, I don't know. There was like twelve or fourteen different things that could happen. That like kept everyone engaged because then people that aren't super excited in football or whatever, it's like you place a dollar. It was a random bet, and then everyone was engaged. Yeah, it's yeah, like, that's fun. Those yeah, are Super Bowl's fun. fun. I think if my team was in the Super Bowl, I don't know that I would want to go to a party because I no way. I mean, the Super Bowl is great because it's, it's and it's even great for like more great for like casual fans, right? Yes. Because it's just fun, it's entertainment, um, mm-hmm. and you know, great food, etc. But if my team was in it, I don't think I would want to watch as like a casual fan. Yeah, I would want to hear like everything, and I would be that annoying person. I would not punch through my TV if they <laughs> lost, but but I would want to watch. I think I would have to watch like either with like a buddy who's a fan of you know my team or yeah. solo on the couch with a pizza and and beer and that's it could you do like a group of people that were like on the same side as you i think so so like um you met troy right mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah you know we do we go to spectators and watch the ravens games mm-hmm. so that would be fun um 
I think I would. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that or not. I think I'd want to be on my couch. Like, I don't know how Ravens fans are because, like, truly, like, I, I don't know that I associate with that many. Like, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I can tell you as a Cowboy fan, I would not fucking watch with any other Cowboy fan. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, I would rather great. sit in a house full of people that are cheering for the other side. Wow. Truthfully. Because, like, I know just as much as everyone else is that Cowboy fans are insufferable. Yeah, a like, little bit fucking annoying like i hate it just as much as everyone else and i love the cowboys like i'm i'm not like pessimistic but i am very realistic of what's going on i'm like this is like what has to happen or like this isn't happening or whatever the case may be whenever cowboy fans watch it is one of the worst feelings ever being around them because everyone's like an expert at the sport everyone right. like knows what should be happening take dak out or you gotta fire mccarthy it's like this is the first quarter like yeah. this there's tons of time left like I can't watch with the Cowboy fans. Yeah. I mean, it's always your year, right? Until it's, always. It's always your guys' year. It's always. Until, I've heard that. Until the season starts. My entire life. <laughs> my entire life is our year. It's our year. It's our year. And then fucking. And it like, I don't know what it's been the last couple years, but like, I've been like almost emotional the last couple times we've lost like that last game. Cause I'm just like, we're so fucking talented. Like, it's so tough to be that talented, have like that like deep of a roster and we just can't get it done. Year in and year out. The fact that, like, Romo never had, like, a Super Bowl win is astonishing to me. Like, absolutely crazy. Because those teams were fucking loaded. And Romo was not terrible. No. As much as people want to say. He wasn't. And I don't think Dak is terrible either. I actually, like, really like Dak, like, off the field, too. Yeah. Um, Most of the Cowboys, I kind of like on and off the field. It's really the fans that most of the fans that are are so annoying and, and too much. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. See what happens. But. See what happens in the near future. Yeah. What um what did you do to your yourself? It was your Achilles, correct? Yeah. I um so I played basketball forever and in twenty nineteen I tore my calf. And at that point I was like, Okay, like there's no reason why I'm still trying to play basketball like this. Um so I said I was retired. And then in twenty twenty two we went on a ski trip for EJ's birthday mm. and Ray, his brother, and Luke, you know, Luke, mm-hmm. um, they play all the time. Um, we used to play against them. And the team that I was playing, like, men's leagues, we would always beat them. Yeah. And that team kind of dismembered, and, you know, they're like, just come play, you know. And I was like, okay. I mean, I was in good shape. I felt healthy. Um, I was like, I'll play three to ten minutes and just, like, feel it out. Yeah. And I played, and I get competitive, and I saw a shot go down. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not coming out. Yeah, yeah. And then the last minute of the – damn game i just luke got crossed up and i went to go help yeah and uh my achilles blew out and that was that and a year later i finally feel like a human again but never ever 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 playing basketball again for sure that like i've never had that feeling of an achilles popping and hopefully never will yeah i hope you i hope nobody has to what like did you warm up at all did you stretch did you any oh yeah i'm i'm old like i'm 30 but my body is like twice that like for real yeah, yeah. My, my body's pretty terrible uh but yeah i was there like an hour before foam roll the theragun stretch jo- like the whole nine yeah um it just happened you know i, I think uh it would have happened regardless um like in the gym doing something i think it was going to happen i just happened to be playing basketball and yeah something that it happens more often in than other activities or sports so Nothing was gonna happen, uh, but no, it, it it sucks. The injury itself doesn't really. 
I'm not trying to sound tough. Like it didn't like hurt. I think I had enough like adrenaline. It felt it felt like somebody like slapped me in my calf or kicked mm. the back of my foot. It yeah. wasn't like excruciating pain. Uh, it wasn't until like you know I calmed down that night and the next morning where everything set in. Yeah, like I was like, holy shit! It feels like my like heel is on fire. Like Ooh. it feels so weird. And then the recovery just is a bitch. Like I mean, you can't do like I literally could do nothing for myself. Like I was worthless. I would just lay on the couch and like yeah. <laughs> be cooked for excuse me be cooked for i could barely like shower for the first long like three months it was it sucks it fucking sucks that's one of those it's like it's not is it a muscle is it a nerve like it's what t- is it's it? a tendon okay uh, so that's of course it's it the largest tendon, tendon in your body um whatever yeah it sucks yeah. and uh i hope nobody has to do that i hope i never have to go through that again i, I was pray. about to say because you can't exactly like muscle it back up or like you can't like work it out it's like it just has to heal yeah, yeah, it just takes time, and then, yeah, you have to, like, uh, reteach, like, those, like, fast twitch muscles to work properly again, mm-hmm. um, so, but that's okay, I just want to play golf, yeah. and be okay in the gym, and I've been playing pickleball, which is really fun, pickleball it sounds really old, but it's so fun, best, though. dude, I'm getting into it, yeah, so, that's you, what I want to do. Have you ever played uh, racquetball? And not in a long time, like, I used to go to Midtown when I was little, little, like, my mm-hmm. mom would drop me off, and I would literally just shoot hoops, like, all day yeah and then we get bored or if a friend was there we'd go mess around and play racquetball so not seriously but yeah as a little kid a little bit i loved racquetball because like racquetball and like pickleball to me have like the same feel of like the old men dominate because they make everyone else run around and they just take center court right yeah they just make you miss yeah yeah and it's like that's like i enjoy pickleball a ton just having played racquetball because like you can get that feel to it and just like start working people just from like staying in the middle, just stay yeah. center court, make people miss. Like you said, that, yeah, it's fun. That's a good time. It's really fun. It's so funny though. Cause like I need to have like something like that. Cause I, prior to COVID I was coaching wrestling and oh, yeah. Yeah, that I was, that. that was like my, that was my cardio. <laughs> like, yeah. And that, like, that's why I asked, like I never stretched before that. And that was fucking stupid. Cause I would just go in raw and just like, throw kids around my lungs would be like ready to burst and then like the next day i was like oh that was dumb yeah like, that like, was awful yeah. yeah like stretching really is like a crucial thing you yeah. have to do i hate it too like um, i work out with uh, a good friend brie she owns mm-hmm. her and her mom on the gym called sac s-a-h-q student athlete headquarters it's um like off the one way like led and across from roosevelt park like, oh, okay. right there but they it's really cool what they do they train like a bunch of high school kids a lot of them are from mexico and they go to high schools here in, in, in Albuquerque, and they train them as if they're, like, college athletes, and a lot of them go on to play, you know, college sports. It's really oh, wow. Cool. But I train with her, and there she, like, works in days that are just stretching because she knows and I know that I just won't do it on my own. Like, I yeah. just literally won't do it. I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm stubborn or I just hate it. Like, if I drove myself all the way to the gym, I'll foam roll, I'll stretch, like, a little bit, and then I'm sure. like, okay, I just want to get in my workout and get – get out and go home i might do one of these where you it. like grab your foot and like stretch yeah. out like the the quad yeah. a little bit and then that's about like it five minutes tops yeah. and but then she'll make us do like mobility days which is like 35 mm. to 45 minutes of like painful fucking stretching i'm like yeah no and i don't have <laughs> you know i'm not flexible so i i mean that's like it's so funny because like if you were to like give me the option of like having a six-pack right now or be flexible 
I might take flexibility. Yeah. Like, I would be, like, that full, like, Jack Black, like, a little chubby, but still, like, be able to, like, touch my toes and shit. Like, I would much rather be flexible. Honestly. Dude, I've never, ever in my life had a six-pack. Yeah. And I've never, ever been flexible. So <laughs> You're like, I'll take either at this point. <laughs> a- Alex, when he was little, was literally, like, as skinny as a pencil. Mm. And the most, like, dumb athletic kid. Like, not, like, skilled in sense of, like, uh, sports. But if he got on a trampoline, he would just throw, like, backflips and yeah. all these spins and he could probably still do a backflip if his back wasn't completely wrenched just he's not torched. the <laughs> most in shape person but he has like dumb athleticism and flexibility for a big boy it's it's crazy he then seems like so if he has athleticism and like that like just ability to do shit like he probably is really good at like yard games like the cornholes like all that shit yeah he, he's not bad so me ej ray and alex like we grew on grown up like brother i mean we're cousins and alex my brother but my like earliest memories are making up games, just being boys, right? Yeah, making yeah. up games that you know, hand baseball or whatever mm-hmm. um, at Grandma and Papa's house. But we to this day we still play like cornhole or horseshoes or whatever. And me and EJ have always been on the team. Yeah, and Alex and Ray have always been on the team. So the older <laughs> yeah. older brothers, little yeah, brothers against little guys, and they've beat us once ever, ever, yeah. ever at like yard games and like dumb stuff, but. That's got to fucking sit with you, like, or, like, with them, I should say. It's got to sit with them and just be like, fuck, we can't beat these guys. <laughs> it's great because we're all competitive. Yeah. Um, but it's all in fun. You know, we play, like, horseshoes at the lake or uh, cornhole, whatever, and we do lake rules. So if you lose, losers have a shotgun of beer and then bring the winners a fresh beer. Of course. Know? So, yeah, it's fun. We yeah. have a good time. What's, like, your earliest memory or, like, your fondest memory with those guys growing up? Um... You know, there's, I mean, youngest or earliest would probably be, you know, we would play, like, we literally would have this, like, small little soccer ball mm-hmm. in the front yard, and we'd play baseball, but you had to smack it with your hand and mm-hmm. play baseball. And then it would be just, like, going to, like, dinners as a, like, a thing, whether it was after, like, one of my basketball games, one of Ray's baseball games, we'd always go to, like, Chili's or mm. Quarters or something like that, and Aunt Camille, Eugene and Ray's mom would uh after we'd order she'd take us all outside and make us get out the wigglies which she'd make us <laughs> run laps around chilies into our food camp. oh i have to, i have to ask her about this oh, that's, that's great that's fucking awesome man yeah. i mean we thought it was a blast but she was like no these badass little kids need to yeah. go outside and run around like literally run to some them. extent i could probably do that today like i get <laughs> yeah. so loud like because you, you guys definitely remind like me of my family of like that large group tight knit yeah but ultimately like and i i could see it from alex at least like alex being like one of the younger right like yeah. him and Ray I, are the youngest yeah and so like, yeah yeah and so like i was the youngest at one point of my family for a while and then like everyone that's ever been the youngest knows like you got to be loud if you want to be heard like you got to fucking speak up and it gets fucking rowdy. Man, quick. I don't know. Alex is loud for everybody. It probably went Alex. He was just wild. Like, he was just yeah. a wild kid. And then EJ. EJ's always just been EJ and yeah. loud <laughs> and heard. And then probably me and Ray. Like, you know, and then if we were not all four of us together, like if we were doing our own things, yeah. Alex and EJ be together, like, blowing shit up or destroying Lego sets or taking apart like a tractor and trying to put it back together and then yeah. ray would be playing sports like something we'd be doing something so those two would get into like they were the menaces i mean yeah. they were the 
little bit more calm kids if you could but we knew how to play the game so they would get in trouble yeah not for us, sure especially alex these fucking guys is crazy what they're doing right yeah, yeah. we weren't doing shit like yeah. you know you're egging them on the whole time like mm-hmm. i uh i definitely like i was that younger one um get loud rambunctious like i i don't know I'd, like I'd, i always had that knack of like i'll do anything for a laugh like okay. I've, I've always been that way like if I can make someone laugh, it's it's just fucking worth it for me. Sure. Um, if I get in trouble, so be it. Like I will do borderline anything to make someone laugh, and like I've always been that way. So like with my family, I would do that as well. And like I got in trouble a lot of the time <laughs> because I was that loud kid. But like I preferred that. You know what I mean? Like I I relate to I, I had like different parts of you, EJ, um, Alex, and you know Ray. Like I I vibe with that because like i relate to each of you like a little bit you know yeah like every one of you like i relate to in some aspect which is really like really cool it's yeah. been really fun to like hang out with like your family and like vibe with them and see what's going on in there yeah it's fun man i mean it's fun i don't know we just have a good time we like to have a good time um very inclusive yeah um which which i love maybe even to a fault you know i get in trouble from people because we'll like go out for drinks or whatever and i'll mm-hmm. always be inviting anybody and everybody right yeah and i got that from my grandparents because we would have like christmas eve parties at my grandparents house growing up Mm -hmm. and it would be packed they don't have a big house by any means but it was packed yeah we would meet a new cousin or we would meet the neighbor from down the street who didn't have plans for the week or we would meet somebody new every single year yeah Um, but it was just fun it's just like what we knew and what we did um so it's nice like it was really cool growing up we kind of we get to carry on that tradition as mm-hmm. much as we can, yeah. Uh, which is really fun and really cool. My grandparents going to Vegas next week too, or two weeks. So two, yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, be fun. that is going to be really cool. Yeah. I uh, I love that like, which has been really cool um, to like experience because, you know, like I said, I grew up with a large family and we were loud, rambunctious, whatever. But like, it's really cool because Kira is like that same way, and so yeah. she's like real inclusive. Like their family invites other families and yeah. stuff like that. Which is like ultimately how I met Ray, and then oh okay you, I didn't know that I didn't know you met you knew Kira first yeah I knew okay. Kira first um, from like relationships before um, that like other people had okay and then uh, hung out with Kira and then Kira started dating Ray and so like that's how I met Ray and then because of that I think it was like Kira's birthday and then like Alex and Lindsay we're at Kira's house. So that's how I okay. met Alex. So oh, okay. that's like kind of how like that whole group came together. Um, but it's cool because it like, I, I relate to that as well. Right. Like you have so many people over and then like worlds combined because of that. Like I'm, I'm that person. Like I know thousands of people and like, it's none of them feel like strangers. Not all like yeah. my best friends, yeah, but like yeah, for sure. my family definitely says that. Like, I don't know a stranger. It's like, I, I just don't want to. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I mean, it doesn't hurt that we live in like the smallest big city or the biggest yeah, town yeah. <laughs> ever. I mean, it's like a rule of three, especially here. Like you go out, you meet three brand new people. One of those three is somehow integrated with, you know, your, your circle somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel I'm the same. You know, I know a lot of people. Um, but I think my, my like my general small circle my, is, is very small. Um, yeah. That I let in all the way is small. Mm-hmm. Um but I like it that way. You know, it, it's good that way. Did you grow up that way? Like, did you grow up with like that tight knit or was that like 
I later mean, on nurtured? I mean, I played sports forever, so mm-hmm. it's like a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. You have teammates that maybe you aren't super close with, but they're still like there. They're still part of the team, right? And then yeah. you have, you know, smaller groups within that that are your circle. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with like the same same dudes. Yeah. Know, like uh, for forever, you know, I in high school, I really don't friends from high school now i only have a couple that i still communicate with you know one i i talk to him like every week but outside of them you know there's not many from high school that i'm still close with um, yeah i know them were cordial were friendly but they're not you know i'm not gonna be in their wedding and i can be mine things like that you know so yeah but yeah what did you grow up playing um i played a little bit of everything mm-hmm. uh, but you know i i fell in love with basketball when i was young and i wanted to play college basketball so that's pretty much what i focused on and what I did and I mean I would have loved to play football but I wasn't allowed so mm. basketball was was my thing um that was yeah. a like a parental role like you couldn't play football yeah my dad played football um mm. he had scholarships to go play quarterback in college and he he decided he didn't want to do that and then when we got to the age where we could like start playing and like we're big enough to like play real sports mm-hmm. we could play anything but football for whatever reason uh we couldn't play football you know yeah, I'm not mad about it. My body is already fucked. And, yeah, and I didn't play football. But now, so. but now your brain's intact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. We did everything. All of us did did a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, so then, what like transpired? So you played basketball. Like you have your high school career. What was that like? Um, it was cool. It was good. Um, you know, where did you go to high school? I went to Sandia. Okay. Um, and I didn't live in that district. It was either going to be St. Pius. Um, that's where my mom went. That's where she wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. And I went to like a Catholic parochial school, kindergarten, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the general, you know, everyone goes from those schools to St. Pius. You know, mm-hmm. that's like what they do. And I just wasn't feeling it. You know, I tested in, it was fine. I played in like summer of teams that were going to be pious kids. And mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, I just don't want to go there. Yeah. And I don't even know how Sandy happened. Like I knew one kid, I think that, that went there. And I was like, oh, I want to go there. You know, I'll just figure it out. And then I yeah. went to like a basketball camp in like seventh or eighth grade, something like that, and met the coach. She was cool, and I was like, yeah, I'll I'll do that. Uh, and I went there, and it was it was cool. I loved Sandia. I would not change it. Um, I don't think I would go back. Like, I don't feel the need to relive high school. Right. It was a blast. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing people, but good. Don't need to go back. And was then, that like a culture shock going from? Like private school to public, kind of. Because so I mean, you went to that essentially was private school before. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. it was a private Catholic school. Okay. So there was literally there was probably man like a hundred people in the whole school. Okay. And then at Sandia, there's like a hundred people in my first two classes. Yeah, <laughs> not actually, but sure, close to yeah, it. but yeah. yeah, it felt like that for yeah, sure. Yeah, so a little bit, but you know, I I knew a handful of people through sports, so it was it was a warm handoff for like a better term. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't too bad. Like I was able to know some faces and get to know people pretty quickly and basketball helped you know if i didn't yeah. have sports then yeah probably would have been a deer in the headlights and lost and been steven glansberg eating yeah, dessert yeah. By myself. Dessert by myself. <laughs> yeah the it's funny to hear you say like you had a good time let me know if you want another one by the way yeah um, I'll take one. cool um it's funny to hear people when they talk about like oh like i enjoyed high school they're like i wouldn't go back and it's typically like the people that like didn't or like they didn't enjoy high school or that um it was like tough they would go like oh i would relive that or i would do it differently or whatever it's like i'm the same way i enjoyed high school like 
I honestly, it's it's funny to talk about because a lot of people hated middle school. Like it's like an awkward phase for people. It was super awkward for me, but I loved it. Like I loved, yeah. like I loved every phase of school growing up because I just enjoyed it. I was super social and like wanted to be around people. Yeah. So like I have fond memories of every level of school. So I'm in the same way. Like I wouldn't go back. Like no. I did it. I did it well. I'm good. Like yeah, I don't same. need that now. Same. Yeah. I I enjoyed again all aspects of college was weird for me um but yeah I, I didn't feel awkward in middle school because i was with like 12 kids and yeah we were probably the most awkward people that we knew we the only people we knew yeah but if we were transported to like a big public school we'd probably be the most awkward kids like on middle, the block for middle sure. school is so fucking weird because it it's like weird. you like you want to be cool you want to be cool so bad so you try things to make yourself cooler and by doing that, it makes it so much worse. Like, yeah, that's I, I see people post videos of, like, stuff that we did. I remember, like, having the ridiculously large, like, DC shoes. Oh, yeah. Like, Skate, or, skateboarding or, shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, Etnies. And it's like, how did I even walk in those? Like, how? Yeah. Like, they're just clunkers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't know. And people, like, run in them. And, like, yeah. I remember people kicking them off of, like, the, the swings and stuff, uh-huh. like, for a game. Yeah. No, I don't. I remember I people kicking them off, like, if we were, like, in PE or something, they'd kick them off so they could run faster, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, because they would have these <laughs> massive fucking shoes. Yeah. And, like, I remember those, like, when girls were, like, trying makeup, but then they just, like, way overdid it because they wanted to look cool. And it's, like, that experience is so funny because, like, you have to go through, like, like growing pain, but you you don't realize how ridiculous it is until, like, way out. Yeah. After you're like, that was. Dude, I had the biggest, like, curliest, like, fro. Would you want to go back to that? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I have a little bit more hair. Yeah. (laughs) Not the the fro, but maybe the curls. Yeah. 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 Like, something there, right? Like, I I always did different stuff because, like, I wanted a tattoo at, like, 15. And my mom was super against it. And not, like, it wasn't adamant to the point where I was like, when I turn 18, I'm doing it. It was more of like, she would just guide me to like, why don't we like, you do a funky haircut. And my dad would get so pissed off <laughs> because I would do these like funky, like whatever, like bleach my hair, whatever. Um, and my mom constantly was like, it's not permanent. Yeah. Like his hair will grow back. It's fine. Like, and I, there at one point in high school as a sophomore, I did a mohawk mullet oh, and geez. bleached that. Wow. I don't care what anyone says. It's fucking fire. Like, I think <laughs> I would still go back to that. Where did you go to high school? Uh, Farmington. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the Farmington High School. I get the, the I get the Piedra Vista question a lot, so I always have to remind people is the Farmington High. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then went to state because it was the furthest from Farmington, Farmington. but still in state. Okay. Yeah. Where did you go to college? Um, I went all over. I went to state too for a little mm. bit. I only my freshman year. You played ball there, for, right? Um, I saw. Yeah, I played basketball in college, but I, it was a journey. I um, I actually went to five different schools like, nice. over five years. Um, not the way it was drawn up for sure, sure. but <laughs> it just kind of happened that way. Injuries yeah. or like coaches leaving or like recruitment stuff. Like it just, it just happened that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely would not go back to college. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Like I didn't, because I bopped around so much, like I didn't get a chance to like establish roots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was always like on a one year deal. You know, I met some amazing people at each stop, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there are places I don't want to go back to. Like, sure. I don't want to go back to Lamar, Colorado. That place has four streetlights in it. Yeah. Uh, we would go to Walmart, like, 10 deep just because it was something to it do. It was something. Like, 
<laughs> I cannot go back there. But I met the most amazing people in college in yeah. the smallest places, which I think you have to. Like, we didn't have anything else other than each other. School, which, you know, I did well in college and school, but I played sure. the game. It wasn't my, I, I didn't like it. I played the game, did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, had basketball. Um, and then the people that you're around, you know, you can't always be around just your teammates. I would go crazy. So, met a lot of really good people in places that <laughs> I may or probably not going back to yeah so but state was fun i was down there for a year i would have loved you go to stay sh- you go straight to state like out of high school yeah um i did so i didn't have any other like division one looks i had mm-hmm. some division two looks um and i grew up wanting to be in the pit like i grew up wanting to be a lobo like that was yeah the pit was like the pinnacle of basketball yeah for me at that that age um and i just wasn't good enough yeah. you know um but state gave me a shot and they're like you know come down and come for a visit and I was like you know what this is close to home this is what I want to do like I'm gonna make the most out of it but then the coach that ended up bringing me on left after my first year ah so you know I wasn't the head coach's guy not as a recruit it's it's a business um yeah at that time I didn't understand but I understand now so yeah and the coach that brought me there he went to school in Alaska he's like come to Alaska and I was like Hell no. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Las Cruces, man. It's <laughs> yeah. hot. It's nice. There's sunshine. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get that for three months exactly. out of the year. I was, well, I mean, I was just scared. Like, I was more yeah. scared than anything. Like, I should have done that. Like, why not? Like, it is the time to take yeah, risks. When else would I go there for at, at least one year? Yeah. Like, like, when else would I do that? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I bopped around a lot during college. So, the college was just weird, like a weird time. So, yeah. But it was fun. It was, it was a journey. It's interesting, like, when you think of sports and you think of high school, college pro, it's the only time that – because, like, high school and football – or high school football, like, high school and professional, the coaches play who they have. Right. You don't get a choice. Like, high school's proximity. You know, pros, it's it's a business. They they just get whoever is bought to them. Yeah. And then college is, like, a grimy, like, hey, come play for me. You're the best thing since sliced bread. And then you get there and it's like – yeah, man, you're you're way down there at the end of the bench. Yeah, it's crazy. College sports are 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 grueling. It's um, insane. It really is. But again, yeah, it's 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 a part of it, right? I mean, the NIL stuff right now, which I am a huge fan of. I, mm-hmm. I love all that. Um, but that stuff has been going on under the table for even at the smallest of levels. Yeah, there is you know quote unquote cheating going mm-hmm. on in terms of like finance finances being passed under the table. Yeah. So, but it is definitely grimy like there's like i you know my last year of college i was like the oldest dude on the team mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my fifth year um and i was really not healthy enough to like play at that level but the coach was a, a good friend of mine he's like you know you got a spot come finish school play if you're healthy you know we'll we'll do it yeah but like the recruiting this process at? this is a um, new mexico highlands okay which i also hope i don't have <laughs> to go back to there um but you know we would like we bring recruits in from you know, all over the country that are going to play Division Two. That conference is not bad. Yeah, um, get to play some cool schools in some some bigger cities than Las Vegas, New Mexico. Um, but the recruiting that goes on, like we knew how you really lived in Las Vegas, New Mexico, and they would bring recruits in and be like, "This is what happens here. This is what we do all the time. This is what our days look like." And then we would get to like host the recruits, mm-hmm. and you know, you take them out to like the house party at the end of the street, whatever it's going on. Yeah. And then you actually talk to them like, this is the only thing we've done in yeah. like three months. And it's because you're here. Like yeah. there's not shit going on, but yeah, yeah, it's, 
yeah, it's it's definitely grimy, and that's like at the very very low level. So it only gets crazier as you move Wait, up in levels. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being like Alabama football or like Ohio State football. There's probably some really cool shit, but then you yeah. arrive on campus in the fall, and they're like. Yeah, man, that dorm we showed you was like the suite. Like that was like the best room that. <laughs> That's the honors dorms. Please yeah, yeah, don't stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he's he's the only person there. And like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what was it? Troy Smith. Like he won the Heisman, so he got to stay there. Yeah. Like you're gonna stay in the basement. Like you're not gonna get any playing time. We're probably gonna gray shirt you, then red shirt you, and then like <laughs> you may see the field in three years. Like yeah. that. Like the the NIA like the NIL stuff makes it so much like i don't want to say fair like it does make it fair for a lot of things right but more so just like humanizes people like i like it frustrated me so much and i mean you're talking to a guy like i got one letter of interest for bacone college in muskogee oklahoma so i went to new mexico state i didn't (laughs) wrestle like that was my only letter of interest ever and like at that point i already was like i'm not gonna wrestle but you're still talking to like the guy that like I, I didn't go to college, but it seemed incredibly unfair that like Johnny Menzel was signing autographs and like sign like selling footballs with his autograph, and they're like you can't do that. Right. It's like that's his signature, and like it feels so wrong that like Hookem or or uh, Bevo or the mascot whoever oh, is yeah, wearing like is wearing like the number ten right. or like number twelve. It's like. Okay, Vince Young made that number what that number is, or Colt McCoy made that number what that number is. Like, you don't sell those jerseys without those two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a crazy business model. If you think about it, like it's a multi-billion-dollar industry that didn't pay their employees at that's, all. That's basically what what it was when you boil it down. Yeah. And now, like, you can be a personal brand. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the biggest athletes can monetize themselves. Yes. Because that ball doesn't bounce for forever, and they mm-hmm. can set themselves up for long-term success far after they're done playing yeah Uh, but they can also like live like normal people in college like you know if you go to school you just go to school Mm -hmm. you can get a job off campus you can work on campus you can Mm -hmm. do other things if you're a if especially if you're a division one athlete you don't have time to work do anything you you, you can't do anything yeah so how are you supposed to per diem is only go so far yeah yes you get meals yes you get education education paid for that's huge sure but you can't live off of that you can't really live off of that i just remember like even like hearing like an ncaa spokesperson or like seeing a commercial and they're like yeah like you can work a job part-time and like a lot of athletes at the time would be like when because people don't realize especially if you're on scholarship it really is athlete student like you're not student athlete like you schedule everything around practice. You schedule everything around games. Like you, you don't do anything unless like you have like the coach's blessing. Yeah. Like it, it is the NIL. Like I have this argument with my parents all the time because they, they just go, you get your education paid for it. I'm like, sure. That's only so much. Like it really is not anything like in comparison. Cause they're like tearing themselves up for these universities. Like I couldn't imagine. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of kids probably wouldn't get a college education without athletics. So getting your education paid for it is huge. Like that is yeah. not something to like to slide at. That is sure. huge. Uh, but the NIL is like, just take it. It's another branch of it. It's another leg basically. Yeah. So now you can, you can go out and you can monetize yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and that gives universities like New Mexico yeah. Um, a chance to compete with other schools, like at a real level, like yeah. on, especially in basketball, like truly the pit is one of the best venues in college basketball. And if you can entice a 
top 100 player to come here based off of NIL success, why, why, why not? Like, yeah. why not? It definitely, yeah, it, it like evens that playing field for sure. Um, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it. The pit is fucking awesome. I yeah. hate UNM with a passion, <laughs> but when I, I just fire this cre- when credits do, I, I give it. Um, I'll say another nice thing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll shut up about UNM. Uh, I hate how good it looks when they match the turquoise with the cherry. Oh yeah, like when fire. they like. I remember the softball team coming down to play state, and they were in all turquoise. They had the white numbers and then the numbers outlined with cherry red. Yeah. Looks so fucking good. Yeah, their colorways are, are sweet. You know, they can do a lot. Yeah. I think they should do turquoise and black, but whatever. Yeah. I I'm done giving compliments to UNM, <laughs> but that was that was their time to shine. But, I liked State a lot too. When I was down there, yeah, we had a blast. Um the only my my freshman year of college, this was in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. It's the only year in like seven on either side of that, prior to and going forward, mm-hmm. that they didn't that we didn't make the NCAA tournament. Damn. That was like that hurt. That sucked. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I want to play on TV. Like, that, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that, I want my Space Jam moment on TV. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny because like I never, I never even paid attention to state. Like, state was so foreign to me. Like, I'd never been to Las Cruces. I had like I, yeah. I knew Albuquerque, and like for the longest time, especially growing up in Farmington, like I just thought Albuquerque and Las Cruces were the same size. <laughs> I just assumed that. I, you know, like they both have universities. Like. You know, I just assumed that New Mexico State was just as big as UNM. I like the culture shock was so immense to me when I finally went down to Cruces because it was like Cruces was big to me. And then like came here and it was like overseeing. I was like in Rio Rancho overseeing Albuquerque and then seeing the Sandias. And I was like, oh, it's not even fucking close. Like (laughs) these two cities are not even remotely the same. But it was strictly like it's so funny because it's the only school that my parents didn't want me to go to. They're like. Don't go to state. It's too close to the border, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, actually, that sounds like the best place yeah, to go. Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah. And I loved it. And it was like the time period I was there because I was there the fall of 14 to the spring of 18. And it was like the coolest time for us to be there. Like we ended up going to Under Armour, which like, for, oh, yeah, take that for what it's worth. I thought like Under Armour is just cooler in my mind than Adidas. Yeah, yeah. Like I loved like the swag that their we had. Their is a little is better for college sports for I, sure. I think so. Like yeah, their shoes are still whack. I think, but I, that's fair. And like, I, but like, I think the thing was is like Adidas seems so run down. Like I think Adidas does really well with like those big schools. I didn't feel like we were one of those like priorities with Adidas. Yeah, and, that's fair. And so like Under Armour just feels like we have like a really solid brand with them. And then like my senior year, like we win the bowl game, like our basketball team was fire. Like we didn't lose to UNM that year. It was just like everything like came together for us during that time. So it was like, it just felt like the best time. How, to was, go to how was campus like when that was going on? Cause I, I mean, I was on there for a year, but mm-hmm. basketball team was, we, we were okay. We weren't bad. We sure. weren't great. We were middle of the road. The mm-hmm. conference was completely different though. It's a really yeah. tough conference. Um, you guys and, played full states. We played cities. <laughs> yeah, and we played the, Chicago the football State. team, New Mexico and New Mexico State were the the two lowest ranked teams in college football that yeah. year. So like there wasn't excitement around sports really. You know, yeah. campus was still fun. Campus yeah. was buzzing. Um, 
But, you know, they wasn't buzzing because, like, the football team did well that week. So, like, let's carry it over into next week. Or yeah. it wasn't buzzing because, you know, basketball did well. And we have a three-game homestand. And it really wasn't like that. So when <laughs> sports were good there, was campus more fun? Or was it pretty much always the same? It, it definitely was more fun. So um, to put that in perspective, like, so my freshman year we get there. Uh, we win our first two games, like, for football. So we beat Cal Poly pretty handedly at home, which, like, winning handedly like never happened like i like there's so many games that i remember going to that like we went to overtime or like it was fourth like quarter and we like found ways to lose it was rough so my freshman year we win our first two games we beat idaho in like a comeback like epic win we proceed to lose the rest of our games my freshman year oh, sure. and the first seven games my sophomore year okay so then fast forward my sophomore year halloween night we're playing idaho which is hilarious because we beat Idaho the year before, come behind win. We were down like 35-10, huge come behind win. Overtime, like there's like the um, tip ball, and the guy like it just landed between like our middle linebacker's legs. Like they called it the ankle interception. <laughs> like God was on our side to win that game. <laughs> like we had no like – it was just like a divine miracle. So we snapped like the nation's longest losing streak at that point. Junior year, things were better um but not like fantastic but like they were just they were just better um we upset UNM and UNM was good that year like I think UNM went like nine and three this was what 2017 this was the fall of 16 okay or so like they were like maybe I'm making that part up they were good though like during that stretch like UNM my sophomore year and junior year they were really fucking good and I think like they may have beat the U of A and the New Mexico bowl or something like UNM was solid. Okay. Um, but then like my senior year rolled around and we went to ASU the first game Thursday night. Uh, we packed like a van full of like six guys. Oh, we go. Fun. Yeah. Which was a blast. We lose the ASU 36 to 31. Okay. And it was like, a good game. yeah, we were like, holy shit. And it was like one of the biggest highlights. Like I'll show you later. There's a, um, like a one handed, like the guy caught over the ball. And so instead of, like, underneath, like, OBJ, which is obviously impressive, but, like, the ball came and, like, he, like, went over it and caught it, like, snatched it out of the air, which was just insane. We were there for that. So that was super cool. And, like, just being in that, like, group of guys because, like, we were all part of the same fraternity. Like, I don't know how the rest of campus was. Most of the time when I talked to other people, they were excited. We just, like, we were all just naturally excited, though. Like, we always were, like, pumped for the Aggies. That's but cool. Yeah, my senior year, definitely way more of a buzz because we were just good at everything. Yeah. Um, also, my senior year, Paul Weir left to go to UNM. So okay. like Was that, that Jan's first year? It was Jan's first year. Okay. So that was like another level of like... Hatred. Yeah, for us, <laughs> which was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, that's I, fun. That was such an like insane experience. Paul Weir comes back with UNM. And, like, we're up, like, 10 points or something in the second half. It, like, the game's getting late. It's probably, like, five, six minutes left. And I'll never forget just, like, one of the best moments of my college career. Paul Weir gets so frustrated that he slams his fist on the scorer's table. And we erupt. <laughs> like, it was one of the coolest fucking things. They teed him up. And we were just yelling, pointing at him, like, you suck. And, like, that was just one of the best. Like, even when he walked out, he walked, like, they tried to plan it out in their defense in a really good time we were singing the fight song when he walked out the entire student section stopped singing the fight song oh, to start chanting fuck paul weir wow it was intense so yeah that like time period was 
super fucking fun. Yeah, Paul Weir was there my, when I was there. Uh, he was my he was the associate head coach my freshman year. He was there for a while. Yeah, before, he was there right? for a long time. Like he was there for like what was it nine years, eight years as the assistant, something. Yeah, he was there for for a while. He's a cool dude. I mm-hmm. liked him. Yeah, he was he uh, he like ran our team to be he, honest. He seemed like too nice to be the head coach. That was like the my perception, think, obviously outside looking. Yeah, in. I think he plays the game well, right? So he, I mean, when you're you and you're the head coach, you have to you have to wear a lot of hats, and one of them mm-hmm. is to be like your friendly politician as well. And I think he did a really good job at that. Mm-hmm. But in in practice, in close practices, in games, in locker rooms, he demanded attention. Like he, yeah, he held, he had presence. He was the head coach. You could you could feel that. You could tell. So yeah, he's a good guy, good coach. Um, yeah, good guy. I, I think like I think the thing that sucked because like I can't argue any of that because like junior year when he was our head coach, we loved him. Like he came to every sorority, every fraternity's That's meeting. Cool. He was like just in the public, like constantly trying to like show face, and that like won everyone over. Like we loved Paul Weir for that. Like he wanted. Like, cause we were like a rowdy group, so he wanted fraternities, not just like ours. He wanted like Greek life closer yeah, be because, yeah. yeah, because we were gonna be rowdy and loud and have fun. Um, so he, like he won all of our hearts. So I think that's what stung more when he went to UNM. Yeah, that's fair. Like that was like why we hated him. <laughs> like, yeah, could have gone anywhere, but you went the school just north of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was rough. Did you uh, do you ever have like any desire to do? anything other than basketball was it like anything like during your time in college did you ever think like man like let's start doing this like um you know i've i've, I've always wanted to like i've had like entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. um i feel like so i've always wanted to like like i don't know lack of a better term like be my own boss i knew i wanted to do that yeah um you know right out of college you know i had a couple of really good coaches who i think to this day if i picked up the phone and said hey i missed the game you know, can I come work for you and coach? I could. Yeah. I have not missed the game really like that in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and I still don't think I miss it enough to want to go down that rabbit hole because it's a, a grind. But, you know, I want—I knew I wanted to do something um, in, in the financial, like, world. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what. I don't know if it's mortgages for forever. Uh, but I knew I wanted to do something, um, you know, in that world. Uh, so, you know, it changes from when you're 17 – starting college i took my first college class as a 17 i was a baby um and then finishing college you know at the time i was graduating i was like i just want a job anywhere where i don't have to do any more damn school i don't care like basically what they'll pay me to start i just want to get my foot in the door and you know i'll make it work and then you quickly figure out what you don't want to do yep and now i'm figuring out okay this is what i actually really really good at and this is what i'd like to do and Mm -hmm. i know this is what i don't want to do so I won't ever like pigeonhole myself into oh this is the job I'm going to work you yeah know, ten years from now or two years from now um, I'll, I'll kind of always keep that door halfway open but I know there's things that I don't want to do anymore like I don't know that I could sit at a desk and do a nine to five ever again yeah um, but we'll see you know I have I have a lot of um, I don't know how to say it. I have uh, high hopes for, for what's yeah. to come um, was in professional world and personal and et cetera. So, so is, we'll is there any part of you that, because, like, you talk about going back to the game, but is there any part of you, whether that's, like, business or the game, that, like, 
makes you want to teach in some aspect. I'm not talking about um, like being a teacher, but like something to scratch that teaching itch. You know, I'm I'm not sure. Um, I'm so I used to help a little bit with some like musicians from mm-hmm. the town, and I felt that I kind of like scratched that itch in that point because I was basically just doing anything that I could to help those individuals elevate themselves. Mm. Um, so I don't know about you know teaching like in, in like classroom setting or like coaching young kids. I did that for a little while, mm-hmm. um, which was really fun, but I was kind of like half-heartedly in it, right? You know, yeah. I feel like especially high school kids, they know whether you're you're They're in and committed or, or you're not. Yeah. And if I don't love it enough to like give my all to them, I'm just doing like a disservice. Yeah. So, you know, I would it would have to make me I would have to like really really miss um like that energy or miss like coaching or or basketball in some sense to go coach at a high school level i just maybe i'm still just like selfish but i just don't miss it enough to give that my full like energy and and attention and they they definitely know when you're not you know you've probably had coaches i had coaches that were just there they're like yeah he's like he doesn't do anything he's just like hanging out you know those coaches too that like the coach knows more like this guy knows more he's like he's far more talented but I trust this other coach more because he's here five days a week. Right. Like he's like, he's here. He cares about the team. Like he knows what I know. Like that was like the biggest thing of like, um, post COVID, like that 2021 season. Like I didn't get to go around the kids like at all. And then like the year after I got to like a couple practices and mm-hmm. what sucks is like, I could have all the knowledge in the world, every move, every like situation. Yep. But like, if I'm in the corner yelling like, Hey, do this, do this. Like, I don't know what that kid knows. And that's a disservice to him. Like, I'm I'm being selfish, like, being in his corner by, like, trying, like, making it about me instead of getting a coach who's like, hey, like, I, I may do something that's a little bit counterintuitive, but that's all this kid knows. Like, right. that's I, – I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, when you have those coaches that just aren't there, kids see right through that. You miss one yeah. day of the week, they're like, yeah, man, like, you're, you're not here with us. Yeah. Yeah, I would see myself doing more of, like, a – like now that there is like NIL stuff in colleges, like doing more of like a consulting role for mm. like college athletes that, you know, don't really know that role, whether it's um, like financial literacy to a degree, whether it's, you know, like business consulting of whatever they're trying to do outside or, or what they're do outside of basketball, mm-hmm. um, something like that. So not necessarily teaching, but, you know, helping. I, I My passion is been sports but my passion really is like helping others that's what i want yeah. to do so we'll see but i cannot see myself teaching like high school or middle no. school kids i don't think i could hack they would walk yeah. all over me yeah the, uh so then when you say like informing and like helping out kids with like nil what would like if you sat down in like an 18 year old stud who's at unm nmsu or whatever uh like what would like be your biggest bit of advice to them um, I think it would just be to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that you're that you continually learn from. Mm. But it's I think that's hard to get across to like a an 18 year old who probably thinks that shit don't stink. You know? Yeah. I think we all probably thought that. Um, 100%. Make sure that you're around people that actually care about what you're doing on a day to day basis. You know, I've I've been around some of. Like my junior college, okay? Junior college is, I don't know, have you ever seen Last Chance You? 
You watch it on Netflix? Like a couple episodes. Oh, you got it. It's it's great. Whether the football or the basketball, they're both mm-hmm. they're both great. But junior college is either guys that <clears throat> have like grade issues or some issues sometimes with like law or guys that are going from big school, don't have other options and they want to get back to a big school. Mm. Right. And that was kind of my boat. Like I didn't have other opportunity to go D one after New Mexico State and I wanted to. So mm-hmm. in Juco, I had the most there's three guys on the team that should not have been there. Like they were dumb talented. They could do anything they wanted within this game, mm-hmm. but their mental and the people that they had at home just didn't necessarily give them the tools to succeed. Mm. You know, they were the best that every time I stepped on the court, they were the best player. Yeah. And I don't know if that's it's partly probably ego, um, but it's also just not knowing. Like it, they just didn't know. Yeah. Right. So I would like to get to those kids that are super talented, but need that extra bump, whether it's like mental confidence or mental health or, just surrounding yourself with good people that are trying to push you to be better you know you probably think you're the best you know there's you're not and you're here for a reason so let's get you back to where you want to be or get you to that next level if you have the mental side of it and you're just lacking the athletics or like the the talent they can work hard and they'll, they'll be very very successful but if it's the other side you have all that talent and you know don't have to work so hard at that part i think a lot of kids let the other side slip and that ultimately is their their demise for the fall yeah so when i was like 18 i tell people a lot like i wish i could go back to 18 strictly because like i knew everything at that time <laughs> like i there hasn't been a moment since 18 that i've like gone like oh like i every day i go oh i i have no idea like there's <laughs> so much shit that, like it's like from knowing what's going on that you have thousands of more questions you're like i don't know what's like happening i would like tell myself dude ask questions because i promise you you know fucking nothing like, yeah and everyone's scared to ask questions right like 100 class and stuff i'd be like i don't want to be the kid who's asking this question some kid I'll asked a question that you were like thinking you're like yes thank, thank you God, and then all of a yeah. sudden like they ask and like the teacher like scoffs you're like yeah that's stupid like that's crazy <laughs> who would ask that like yeah what would yeah. you tell yourself at 18 um i would probably like don't take it so serious like i was literally i just like chased a small part of life like i chased that dream which was my dream i chased Mm -hmm. that dream though like maybe to a fault like too much to a fault um but maybe just don't take it so serious like things are gonna work out things are gonna be okay they might not be okay today but it's ultimately gonna be fine yeah yeah so enjoy while you're here more than anything that sounds like great advice, and I think that's a great stopping point. I appreciate you being on the pod. This Thank was you, super man. fun. I appreciate I'm it. I'm glad we, we finally made this happen. We've yeah. had some couple of reschedules. Yeah, so. I bailed a few times. No, like, <laughs> it happens. Like it It's life, you know. Shit happens. Yeah. Well, I but, appreciate you, man. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, you remember the rules of escaping tyranny. Don't forget to mix in the water. Don't drink and drive. Go down to your partner and the other spot. Cheers. If you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.
I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.